Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are on episode number 48. And if you can hear, we just got some brand new equipment. Oh, you sound so crispy clear. So crisp. Do you, do you, you don't hear any so of sorry. that? <laughs> you don't hear that? And that is because every uh, a lot of you donated to our GoFundMe, and we are so, so, so thankful. So yeah. thank you so much. So much for donating yeah. to our GoFundMe. We're going to get some, some, we got some new equipment. We're probably also, if anything falls apart, we'll probably get some mics. <laughs> some things uh, are falling yeah, apart. Some things are if falling apart. If you can see apart. our setup, huh? we have some wood here. We have yeah. some random items. I but, mean, we yeah. pour our hearts into this and we all do this like service. We have a team here, the dream team, we call it. And we're so passionate about this. So to feel that we have people out there that believe in us, support us, it just means so much. Yeah. And also welcome to a lot of the new listeners out there. I feel like we got a spike in uh, followers, viewers. So just yes. if you haven't been with us <laughs> since the beginning, Welcome. All right. So Shamali was on uh, Wisdom of the Sages <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yes. And she was on Walk on Wednesday. Oh, and we thank that podcast so yeah. much. Uh, Raghunath, uh, Raghunath and Kastuba. So yes. shout out to Wisdom we of the Sages. We love their podcast. Love and thank you so much for have you know having Shamali and having us and yeah. shouting us out. We love you guys. And yeah. We love you guys. If you don't know them, go follow them. They also talk about this amazing ancient knowledge in just a very applicable day to day life way. How do yes. we? How do we? use this knowledge to live a more fulfilling life, to connect to our source. So much knowledge in there. So and if, you like, if you like our vibe, podcast, yeah. yeah, if you like our vibe, you'll like theirs. Yeah. They're really funny. Super They're lighthearted. Engaging. Super engaging. Yeah. So yeah, it. check so them out. Thank you for donating and check out Wisdom of the Sages. Wonderful. Yes, yes. So right. should we do the recap? Yes. Go for it. Shall so we? we have started on chapter seven, which is actually chapter seven contains some of my favorite verses ever. Mm. We haven't gotten to them yet, but it has some of the sweetest descriptions of the Lord of Krishna, because chapter seven is titled knowledge of the absolute. So we're about to get some of, to some of my favorite texts, but so far text one, he describes to Arjuna, he's saying, I'm about to describe to you the knowledge, the, the knowledge of the absolute of me so that you can know me in full free from doubt. And how many of us really want to know the Lord beyond doubt? We all have sometimes lingering doubts in there, which we're going to discuss in a moment. But so Krishna saying, I got you, Arjuna. I'm about to describe myself to you. And there's an interesting part in text three that we discussed that out of thousands of men, one may endeavor for perfection. And of even those who have achieved perfection, hardly anyone knows me in truth, Krishna is mm. saying. So thousands and thousands of men are striving for self-enlightenment, but only one in thousands mm. knows him. So if you're out there listening to this podcast, congratulations, you are on the path to try to get to know Krishna. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I think it's kind of cool because like, I'm sure that when we go through these existential crises, we often ask ourselves, <laughs> who am I? Who is God? What is my right. purpose here? Mm -hmm. And so this entire chapter is answering that question of who is God. Right. And like from God himself, like answering what his qualities are, what he, what he sounds like, what he acts like, what he thinks like. And right. like, that's kind of cool to have, to have an actual chapter in a book where God is describing qualities about himself so mm -hmm. that, so that for our benefit, so that we can get to know him a little bit better. That's kind of sweet. What you're saying, Shama is such an important point because many times they say, love God, love God. But 
who is God? Yeah. Priya ages ago had read an interesting yes. text, right? About, do you want to kind of say a, just a the, brief summary? Yeah, the gist of it was uh, someone walks into a party, um, they're greeted, uh, they greet a friend and the friend says, oh, like, so happy to see you. He's like, yeah, I'm here with my wife. Oh, I've never met her. What does she look like? Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean, is she blonde, brunette? Like, right. Oh, what does she look like? like? What does she look like? She right. Like? Basically, the friend is asking all these questions about the wife and the person cannot describe them. If you cannot really describe someone, do you really know them? And that right. was kind yeah. of like the gist. And, and I think it kind of relates to like any, any friendship, right? Like sometimes we go very shallow. Mm-hmm. And and Krishna's here saying like know all of me right? right and that's the best when you really get to know someone deeply you get to understand them they inspire you further they, there's so much to that deeper connection when you understand right. someone better right so yeah so. many paths talk about God is mysterious God is all powerful but God is really a light, a light yeah. and and love the light but how deep can you just love a light we what am I loving yeah. so in bhakti we have God's name form address pastimes qualities <laughs> you know it's very unique in that yeah. way so whether bhakti becomes your main path or whether you're a Hindu, a Muslim, a Christian, a Jew, you can use this philosophy to deepen your relationship right, with God. Right, because you can yeah. ask your own questions about your own God. Like, right. who is my God? Mm-hmm. And what, right. you know, what do they encompass and yeah. what do they mean to me and right. everyone else in the world? And that's important to mention is like, we're not here to convert anybody. We're, even if you are, you know, a, a Christian or a Muslim or you believe anything else, like the whole point of bhakti is to deepen your own personal relationship right. with who you believe is God, right? In this yeah. particular tradition, we call him Krishna, but you can call him whatever you want. And I think at the end of the day, that's beautiful of like building our own personal relationship. And that's right. the goal. Yeah. We're here to talk about our source. I have friends who are devout Christians and they don't want to feel they're being disloyal to their faith. So they still chant on the rosary, but you know what? They use this philosophy and they also chant on Japa Malas to take their relationship with God and Christ even mm, deeper. That's and they've said, it makes me a better Christian. So for us, we've all taken this as our main path and deepen that, but wherever you're at, use this philosophy to just to go a help little you. deeper. Yeah. And to go a little deeper, yeah. to help you in whatever capacity you need. Right. Cause yeah. we're here, we've talked about so many things we've talked about what this philosophy how can help us in our everyday life the structures what we need it just there's so much to it um yeah (laughs) so basically we left off on text four we described so bear with us because god is starting from like macro to micro so he's starting to describe his energies the external the internal the material the spiritual we're going to dive into all of that where we left off on text four he's saying earth water fire air ether mind intelligence and false ego All of them constitute his separate material energies. Because ultimately, if something exists in this realm, it has to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So the material energies, God is saying, I am not a material being, but he's infused this material world with his external energies. And that's why he says my separate material energies. So separate is an important word to highlight. Krishna is not material, but he's now breaking down all of his internal and external energies energies yeah it's kind of cool that he's starting a little bit macro right? right when you think of these things like you ever you like sit by the ocean and you see how vast it is and you see the water and you're like whoa this is wild or like even like around a campfire when you're a kid and you realize what fire is you're like yeah. holy crap this is kind of cool you yeah know what I mean? like even him starting at this macro level of talking about like earth water fire air ether mind and t- like that's it's fascinating fascinating yeah you know what i mean 
And uh, yeah, God is in those things. Yeah. And as we just go through deeper and deeper into chapter seven, it just gets more and more personal to the point where he's like, I'm your most intimate friend. We'll get there. But like I've said, this is one of my favorite. It has some of my favorite texts. Love it. Let's do it. All right. Invocation letters. Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. All right, chapter seven, text number five. But yeah, now just need to take it away. Besides these, so we just talked about earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false <laughs> ego as being separate material energies part of Krishna, right? Right. So it's a, he says, besides these, O mighty armed Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mind, which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature. Mm. Ooh, one more time. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Um, besides these, O mighty Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mind, which comprises of the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature. Okay. Mm. I got you. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, All right. let's go. So basically he's saying... Um, Another aspect of me is all the souls. Mm. Like us. Us. Mm. And being you. Those, yeah. And Shamali. Exactly. Yeah, me, me too. Me too. <laughs> yes. So all of us. Yes. Okay, continue. Um, and it does says that we are exploding the resources of this material inferior nature. It just means we're using fire, water, like and all these elements, question, right? Question, mm. Priya. Yes. Are we, the spiritual souls, part of the inferior energy, part of the material external energy? He said we're part of the superior energy. Oh, superior. Wait, yes. what's going on? What's what does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean... Basically, take your time. <laughs> you guys can chime in here too. <laughs> you guys are just looking at me. Because it does go into a lot of this in the purport. Yes, it does. Um, the inferior energy is kind of talking about these elements, right? So earth, mm-hmm. water, fire, either. And they're either gross. So like tangible things right. you can touch. Like right? the earth, the whatever's in this material realm that's tangible. It's material. So it's still part of the subtle, or sorry, inferior. the inferior uh, gross energy. Right. And and then there's the subtle, which is like the mind, the intelligence, like that. That's like the the subtle, still inferior energies. Right. We say gross means tangible. Tangible, tangible. No, and intangible. Not, not like, like, well, not like gross. Yeah. Okay, got it. No. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, so basically material energies are divided into tangible, intangible, or we call them here gross and subtle. What yeah. you can see, what you cannot see. Yeah, basically that's that's a good way of saying it. Um, and so these are the inferiors and we are the superior energy. It says actually that the cosmic manifestation has no power to act unless mm-hmm. it is moved by us, the superior energy, and by Krishna. Right. Li- so by the living entity and by Krishna. So, so we fire. are we are making the world go round and so, round. So fire, for instance, <laughs> yeah. does this mean that we mm. can engage fire by mm. rubbing sticks together? Yes, but fire cannot engage us. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we are yeah. superior Welcome in that nature. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, cool. So it's interesting because it says the living entities we're exploiting these inferior energies for different purposes, some right. good, some evil, some neutral. But we are ourselves, our nature is a part of the superior energy of the Lord. Because we've talked about before, the Lord is like the ocean, right? He's comprised of Sat Chid Ananda, mm-hmm. pure, what is that? Eternality, no- yes. knowledge, and happiness. 
happiness. Bliss, happiness, Bliss, yes. exactly. Yes. Those three uh, elements. And that's what our soul in a smaller quantity is like a droplet from the ocean. So our soul is part of that superior spiritual because nature. Because part of him. But then we have coverings. We've Our pure soul has come into contact with this inferior nature. Mm -hmm. And then we have our egos, our personalities, our minds, all these things that they're not part of the superior, eternal, spiritual dimension. Yep. So like Priya said, the cosmic manifestation cannot act unless it's moved by the superior energy. And here we get into an interesting concept if you guys want to start delving into it because it talks about energies are always controlled by the energetic. Mm, Is that right? us? Yeah, that's us. No, so, energetic is Krishna. Well, yeah, Krishna, oh. Krishna. So we control things in the material yeah. realm, but we don't control things in the whole cosmos. Right. Krishna is the one that controls everything. And even then in the material realm, like we cannot act independently of mm -hmm. Krishna. That's a good point. Say that one more time. We Emphasize. cannot act independently of Krishna. Right. We can. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, what does that mean? We're basically like, always controlled by the Lord. We have no independent existence, even though we like to think. But we do have free will. Though. We do have free we will. Have but free will. I mean, like, where did we come from? That's the essentially. So the existence yes. of us yes. is not. Okay. Got like it. our soul comes from Krishna. Without our soul, we would just be a body. Right. And what is that? And lucky now, for us, like Krishna also, once he creates us, he also gives us free will. Right. right. Okay, you know, I actually, I had talked about this text with my mom last night and she said it in such a concise way. I even wrote a sticky note. Can I read that? Oh, okay. yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, what you just said about free will, Shama, my mom's like, he gives us free will. So that's already there. Yep. On one hand, if we choose to serve our senses, we'll come under the control of his Krishna's material energies. So serving senses equals we're controlled by his material energies. Got it. But if we choose to serve him, to serve Krishna, we'll come under the control of his divine love. But either way, in both cases, we're always under his control, mm -hmm. either his material energies or his spiritual energies. Ooh, and okay. if you think you're not controlled by something, you haven't thought deep enough. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're always under. Because we've talked we're about this before, the weather, right? We're controlled by the planets. We're by our bosses. By, by our bosses, our parents. Yeah, Our needs. Our every... egos, our desire for power. We're It's a whole spectrum. Yeah. We're so all controlled. The, the way I see it is like just taking your and putting it into a visual analogy. Say there's two umbrellas, right? Okay. One umbrella has a bunch of holes in it. Right. And that's where that's us being under material energy and sure. getting all of oh. the the stuff mm -hmm. that material stuff just yes. falls on all us. the rain of material existence. All of the rain of material existence. And <laughs> yes. then there's another umbrella, high yes. quality. High quality. Very expensive. Good brand. <laughs> very good. High good brand. You know, yes. five stars on Amazon. Man, if we were promoted by some brand, we wouldn't put them here. <laughs> insert so insert pricey brand. Hey we, guys. We should get an umbrella <laughs> Sponsorship. Guys, we're here to talk about Krishna. Back. Okay, okay. Let's, so let's the, get back the, into the it. The second umbrella is is like us being covered by Krishna's divine love. Yes. And that also just protects us and that keeps right. us away from the, the stuff that happens with yeah. the material energy. Right. I love that. It's a great visual. Beautiful. Yeah. I like it. I like you know, it. <laughs> can I bring up a little short anecdote uh, about I, I'm a teacher and I had a talk with the children kind of along the lines of the theme of doubts and control. And that's kind of what we've been talking about. In this text, we're talking about control. And in text one, he said, if you know me in full, you can know me beyond doubts. So combining doubts and, and control, that's the theme of this little story. Right. So uh, I was teaching the eighth graders. I teach fifth through eighth grade. And the eighth graders were about to graduate and go off to high school. What do you teach them? 
Spanish, español. Ah, Habla español. You said that in a way where it almost seems like you don't speak Spanish. No, I know. It's really funny. I'm bueno, sorry. Bueno, mis padres son de Argentina, There así que yo go. siempre hablo I español con ellos. biblioteca, it sounded like she didn't know how to speak Spanish. No, I did it in kind of like an American accent, but I grew up speaking Spanish with my family. It's just really funny. Go on, go on. Go ahead. So I teach Spanish to fifth through eighth grade. The eighth graders were about to graduate and then they go off to high school. So that's goodbye birdies fly from the nest I was I was actually genuinely sad and I could talk about that forever because I was like oh my god I was putting all this pressure of like what do I want to transmit to them in these final couple of weeks that they'll really take for the rest of their lives beyond just okay great conjugations in Spanish whatever so <laughs> I literally I, I I was like preparing almost all these TED talks somewhat speaking infused with this bhakti yoga knowledge to try to talk to the kids about and when in one class I was like okay my role for you guys lately has been or this past year has been a Spanish teacher. And that's important for now. But if you're going to take away anything from our time together, I hope you remember that the most important thing for me is your spiritual path and your relationship with God. Oh. And from there, we started talking mm. about it. And I was telling them, I promise you all the things that you think is important right now, when you're at the end of your path, it really isn't important. Your looks, your status, your popularity, all those things. So later on, one of the popular kids was asking his friend, I was asking the, this kid, what did you gather from the talk? And the kid was like, um, and the popular kid was like, come on, man, our looks won't matter at the end of our lives. It's really our relationship with God. That's the only thing we can take. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, no. exactly. I mean, they were making connections. They're like, oh, I get it. So, so our body's like a shell or a case for our soul. And I was like, exactly. And we were talking about spiritualizing everything. Everything. And wow. one of them was like, oh, I get it. I get it. So you're like a spiritual Spanish teacher. And I was like, oh my God, that made my <laughs> That's heart like so happy. That's like the best compliment you can so give cute. you. The best. But one talk I had with them, which relates to this text, which that's the point of what I wanted to say. So we started talking about doubts. So I said, you know, guys, we're lucky that we go to a religious school where we can talk about spiritual topics. But if we're you being, teach at a Catholic school, I teach at a Catholic school. <laughs> I love it. Which, yeah, this is no, funny. I, I, many times I was like, how far am I pushing this? Am I going to get fired? I, I know. I think about this every time you tell a story. I'm like, do they understand? Like, are they okay? <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I, that, I hope no one who's listening to this podcast is going to report Shamali. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, they're probably already more aligned with Shamali's That's true. perspective. That's true. But you know what? This shows you how universal the bhakti principles are because yeah. you can communicate it in a way that literally fits into every path. Every religion. Every religion. And this. the kids yeah. were so... Uh, taking it in, you know? So at one point I told them, okay, we go to a Catholic school. We're lucky to have spirituality intertwined into our curriculum. But if we're being honest with ourselves, how deep do we let it go when we're in church praying? Or are we thinking about what I'm going to do later, what I'm going to mm. eat later? And yep. furthermore, how much do we actually believe in this? Or do we sometimes have doubts of, is this all real? Mm. Is God really up there? And I looked around and little by little, the kids start raising their hand to the point where the entire eighth grade class, uh, I teach two separate eighth grades, that's over 60 students. They all raised their hands. They all have doubts. Is God really up there? Is this all really real? Mm. So we started opening up a conversation about faith and doubts. And we had just talked about Padre Pio, this one saint in the Catholic tradition that said, blessed is the fall that made you look to the heavens, talking about seeing everything mm. as an opportunity to grow. So I said, when you read about these saintly people in any tradition, that's when your faith increases and your doubts go away because these saintly people, they're not controlled by anything, by money, by freedom. And in this world, like we just talked about, we're all controlled by something. And if you yeah. don't think you're controlled by something, you haven't thought deep enough. We're controlled by money, fame, wow. our egos, uh, anything. What we just said, we're all controlled by time. We're yeah. all controlled by something. 
So if you don't think you're controlled by something, you just haven't thought deep enough. So I brought up the story of, I said, who here has heard of the martyrs? So the martyrs were these, these people in the Catholic tradition. They were all deemed saints eventually, because I think, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Romans, but I'm not 100% sure of the facts, but they were essentially said, deny your faith, deny your God, or we will feed you to the lions. Mm. And they would rather be fed to the lions than deny their faith. And they were, they were fed to the lions and they were all deemed saints. So wow. I told the kids in preparation for this talk with you guys, I was talking last night with my dad and I said, wow, how could these people have such deep faith and belief that they were willing to be fed to the lions and die rather than deny their faith? And my mm. dad said something that really reached me. He said, because they were feeling God, feeling him beyond just like, okay, cross my fingers and hope that this is all true by the end of my life. No, they mm. were feeling his presence so much so that they were okay with, I'm sure they were, it's not like they would prefer to die, but they would rather die than deny God. Like when we fall in love in this realm, we feel it so deeply that we can no longer deny its existence. You mm. know what I mean? So I said, so when you look at the lives of these saintly people, they are not controlled by anything. No amount of fame, of freedom, of money will make them waver. Look at look at them for inspiration. And I said, who here has heard of the of the saying, money can buy anything in this world? And they all raised their hand. Yeah. So I said, so how many of us would actually, and I said, I'm not making us all like, I'm not promoting go kill yourself for your faith. But if we were offered $1,000 or even $100, how many of us would be like, yeah, I'll take it. Let me deny my faith. You know, yeah. how deep are we in our conviction, in our morals? So we connected that to doubt. So if you're ever having doubts, look at the lives of these saintly people ahead of you to draw inspiration. Mm. So that, that uh, in Spanish, we say cerro, that like closed for most of the kids. They were all like, wow, yeah, okay. And in every single class I talked about this, there was always one student, the more like the, the, the thinkers, the deeper, well, they're all deep actually, but the one student in every class raised their hand and said, aren't these saintly people though controlled by God? Mm. And that's what we're talking about in this Oof. text. Yep. So they said, aren't they controlled by God though? And I said, ah, I'm glad you brought that up because you know what? There it means look at the intention behind it. Are you controlled by something related to your ego or something related to your heart? Because when we are controlled by ego, by our, our, our lust, by our desire for fame, that's coming from something material. But if we are willingly controlled by love, that's a whole other ballgame. So look at the intention. Is it from the mind or from the heart? Because you know what, Shama, you brought up free will. Krishna gives us free will to decide, am I going to be controlled by his superior energy? And control sounds negative, but isn't a mother controlled by her children's love? She will go to no ends to serve her child. So we talked about that, the intention behind it. So that like, they were like, oh, okay, from the mind or from the heart. So I wanted to share that little story. Okay, I have so many thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I would kill to be an eighth grader in Shalini's class because not only am I learning, hola, you know, I'm Spanish, right? That's all I know, Spanish. But I'm like getting this whole spiritual deep dive yeah. that most, oh. what, 14-year-olds or 13-year-olds will yeah. never get yeah. in their entire life. So oh. you're doing Amazing a great service, service yeah. for these little souls, right? Oh. Secondly, I think I've we've all been that little eighth grader in Spanish class who has doubted God. I right. think we've all been there in one part or another, right? But for you to walk them through this 
this, this process of like literally feeling, feeling that relationship with God, that's the only way to have that right. complete faith, right? right? And that feeling and that building of feeling takes an entire lifetime. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. And then it, for us, it might be difficult because how many of us feel God's presence? So that's why I look at the people ahead of you on the path, mm-hmm. on any spiritual path. Look at the saints, the priests, the the holy people, and then draw inspiration from them. Yeah, and there's yeah. this, the one, I also love this line where you were like, Blessed is the fall that made you look to the heavens. Was that Padre Pepsi? Padre Pio. Padre okay. Pepsi. Padre, Padre Pio. <laughs> all, all glory to Padre Pio. But like, I, I love, love that. <laughs> Blessed is the fall that made you look to the heavens. It's right? like three lines. Like, I'll find it for the no, next episode it, and yeah, read yeah, it because yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. It's, so beautiful. it's, like, it's yeah. like those times in your life where you fall down, where, where, where crap hits the fan and like, you're not at your best and you right. look to the sky for guidance. Yeah. We've all been there. You yeah. Know oh, yeah. Like yeah. whether we're in a hospital, whether with our, with our family, whether right. we're like, we get into a car accident, like yeah. we have like, like that is the most blessed time in our life right. where we can actually, we have the opportunity. We have the free will to be like, Oh crap. This is the worst thing ever. God doesn't <laughs> right. exist. This is, right. this is such a crappy existence. Or we can be like, wow, this actually changed my entire right. existence so that I looked up to the right. heavens and right. I tried to deepen my relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like Shamali was saying, sometimes it's hard to like feel God, right? but mm-hmm. we oftentimes feel him when we feel a lack in fact, right? Like right. When things, like you were saying, things are not going as well. And then you're like, I'm missing something great. Right. right. So right. But what are the ways that we can feel God? Like, like you like give tangible examples mm. as to your life, as to like, what makes you feel God? Like what makes you deepen mm. that relationship? Mm. For me, really Kirtan, musical mm. medica- meditation, medication. It is like a meditation. <laughs> <It is> musical <laughs> medication. <laughs> meditation is definitely something that I can allow myself to really just be mm. present and feel, yeah. Yeah. especially to me. And this is like something that I, I don't know if I've ever said, but especially to me, it's not just about me singing or it's more so that, there's a lot of when there's a lot of people and they're all really focused you hear all the voices Mm. together all around you and you feel this unity this love this devotion that emanates from everyone and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be about like a bunch of perfect singers it doesn't have to be about that but it's just like the devotion that comes from people's heart yeah you know oh that just feels like god is all around me in those moments you know yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So my friend uh, who listens to this, this podcast lives in Paris and really new to the philosophy. But he says when he goes to Harinam mm. and when he goes to Kirtan in Paris and he's like transported to a different world, mm-hmm. that's where he feels the presence yeah. of Krishna, yeah. right? Because Kirtan has this ability to to transport you to a different realm. You know? yes. Right, right. I love both of your points because Kirtan actually, particularly, that's a great answer to how to feel God, because like we were talking about God's energies, we're kind of these spiritual Mm. energies or beings coming into contact with the material energy. And they say Kirtan or these transcendental sound vibrations has the ability to cut through all of this material energy, the modes of material nature. And it's a direct line to the spirit, to the spiritual energy. So even if you don't know what it means, like you're saying your friend Shama, you still feel it. Even if it's the first time you sit in a Kirtan, I have had friends who Many. are like, I, I don't know what this means, but what is this feeling I'm experiencing in my heart? And they're yeah. moved to tears yeah. because you feel the effect in your heart. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, my feeling of God is not the same as yours because I, I'm not musically like mm. inclined. So Kirtan is not the deepest way that You're I an A plus connect. clapper. 
Yeah, I, I'm barely More like, I can't, like please. I can't even clap on beat sometimes. Like I'm not. That's you know we all have strengths and weaknesses, right? <laughs> musical ability, musical ability was not given to me, right? right so how right. do you connect? So I do, or how do you through, feel like talking God? and prayer actually, mm. where it's just me and either a picture of Krishna or a little deity mm-hmm. of Krishna, and I'm just having a conversation because I connect through like witty banter, and I feel like. <laughs> Like there's this show on Netflix called Never Have I Ever where <laughs> where the main character actually she's Hindu and she prays to her deities, but she talks to them so casually. But she's and also s- like a what, 16 year old, 17 year old? But I do the same thing and I'm mid thirties. <laughs> but like, but I love that because that is actually my way of connecting to God. Yeah. But like through prayer, through breathing, through having really casual conversations of like what's going on in my life, right. which is like so different than, than how you connect, but it's, but it's, it doesn't matter. Right. It's like your personal way of connection. No, I totally can relate yeah. with what you're saying. Cause there's a time in my life. I think as you go through the spiritual experience and like you kind of experience and experiment with a lot of ways to connect, right? Like you kind of figure out, and there was a time in my life, but I remember having those conversations because I'm also mm-hmm. very silly. Yeah. I'd be like, so Krishna, like, like what do you want to eat today? It may like, be a shocker know? viewers, but we're all silly beings <laughs> a little bit, you know? But what yeah, those, that, that, those conversations, or even if it was in my own mind, every time I saw myself getting distracted in meditation, yeah. I would be like, oh, like, I wonder what Krishna's favorite ice cream would be, or just like mm, really yeah. silly things to connect, to kind of like think about him and just right. always, so I, I definitely know what you're talking about that sort of that personal relationship that like sort of conversation inside your head yeah. you're having with mm-hmm. him is yeah. so powerful mm-hmm. too you know what combining what both of you are saying to an overarching point i think that we can all relate to no matter what your gift is what your talent is whether you do kirtan which we all love or whether you just speak personally to krishna in a conversation or you're spreading this philosophy through whoever you come into contact with spreading it you feel you feel his presence deeply when you're being an instrument of him, mm. of Krishna. What do you mean by that? Because when I, you Shama are great at speaking. So when you run into someone, you start maybe giving them, they, they're open to it. They're receptive. They're at a point in their path where everything is lined up. So maybe it leads them to a conversation with you. And you start describing this philosophy and you can see how it's having a pivotal effect on their lives. Yes. Then you start feeling the reciprocation is now I'm engaging in this back and forth. I'm not only acquiring this knowledge, but I'm also part of the cyclical nature of spreading it out. Oh yeah. And then you become part of the instrument. Is and that how you feel connected to, or that's how you one feel of the ways? Cause I totally agree with the you. Ways for me too, actually. So that's yeah. one of the ways when I was talking to all these kids and I could share many more stories for another episode about incredible things that have happened where the kids come back and it's like these little mini miracles, these God winks where you feel like, Oh my God, this is perfectly orchestrated that this was no coincidence. God winks. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. One of the people we mentor with my mom in the Sage group that she calls it God winks and that's stuck for all of us. So she's like, I had another God wink this week. And you start being (laughs) a part of the ongoing little miracles that start happening where you feel like, Oh, wow. This is amazing to be felt, to feel that you're an instrument for spreading Mm. this, that we all believe in it so deeply. And when someone's receptive and gets to the point where one thing led them to another, to another, and they can have this conversation with you, it's incredible. And there you feel such magic. And at some point, maybe we can share. I have a lot of stories of little situations that have happened with the children I teach that it's like, whoa, for this to be happening right now is incredible. So you feel 
Krishna's presence in different ways, you know? Love it. And one last thing I want to share about the story that I, I told the kids. We not only got to talk about this philosophy, but on the night before our final class, it was so cute because my dad was helping me. Um, he was baking cookies. I wanted to give everyone a card and a cookie. And we've talked before about prashadam. So what is what is prashadam? It is um, food that we offer to god first what's right. another way of saying to kind of that? show gratitude <laughs> it's like showing it's like it's like um spiritual saying food. Grace. grace saying grace before you eat the food kind of like so that it changes the consciousness of the food yeah so then it gives you blessings yeah. it yeah. gives it gives you mercy it's it's spiritual food right yeah, yeah. so i wanted everyone to have uh, some spiritual food and a card with like the, like, I don't know, some deep messages of things we had talked about. Like, remember, we're just uh, spiritual beings having a human experience, not humans having a spiritual experience. So mm-hmm. I, in the card, I wrote some messages and my dad was helping bake cookies. I stayed up to like 1.30 a.m. And the next day we gave this final talk and everyone got a cookie and a card. And at the end, a lot came up to me. A lot of students came up and were saying, you know, in this class, I had experiences that I'm never, ever, ever going to forget mm. beyond just learning Spanish, you know? And some actually wrote me long cards that they sent me the next day. And those little moments that you see the effects that this powerful wisdom has on them, that we're just, it's not our wisdom. It's not like, I think this, I have philosophized long and hard, and this is my conclusion. No, this is how we're just applying this in our day-to-day life. So seeing the effect it has on these children is so inspiring. And that's when I felt so satisfied so connected so that was one of the ways and what a lucky 13 year old bunch of kids <laughs> like c- could you imagine Aww. like i wish i was like in your do you do private spanish and spirituality lessons you want to have some private spanish <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it would, i think it would make you some money you know what i mean Aww. like people learn spanish, spanish and, spirituality. and spirituality you know what i mean we can Come open only fans square, for it you know what i mean okay. like we i mean only fans is not just for ooh, ooh, you can all, people also garden on only fans spanish okay? spirituality just, and shamali there you go Right, the okay. but I'm just saying, I think the, the for, for you to liberate these like little 13 year olds is oh. like really really cool, and I'm thank it's you. admirable, admirable that you're doing that. Oh, yeah, thank you're you. giving them a huge step forward in their lives. They're always going to remember this, and they might take it upon themselves to kind of dig, dig deeper and like continue right. to find spirituality yeah. in their lives. You're planting the seeds because if anyone breaks down their story of how they came to this philosophy, it starts with, oh, I kind of got a book years ago. Later on, this happened. Years later, this happened. And then it kind of all comes oh, yeah. together in a culmination of yeah. like, bam, I've I'm a devotee. Yeah. I've heard <laughs> stories of people saying someone gave me a book like seven years ago and I read yeah. it yesterday and now I want to yeah. be, I, I love this and I want right. to understand Sometime, more. Yeah. The seed is planted a really long time ago Ooh. and it doesn't bloom until until the time is ready exactly right, no, right. when it's right it's right yeah so, so right. say you're a 13 year old that gets a cookie right you eat that cookie might not be another 40 years but you still it blooms <laughs> sooner but, yeah. Sooner, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it blooms later on so yeah. congratulations yeah all right so text chapter six wait 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 last thing in text okay. five that's yeah. actually very important two points about <laughs> surrendering controllers number one it just says when we're controlled by god it, remember it's not out of fear it's out of love because we have to first we take the first step through our free will to surrender so when we surrender, then we're controlled by love, not fear. And the last point I wanted to make, there's one line that says, in that constitutional position, when we finally surrender to God's control, mm-hmm. only then can we be the controllers. And I think that's super important because we become the controllers. What does that mean? God allows himself to be controlled by his devotees, pure love. He's mm. so willing to be controlled by our love. Because that line, if you read it, it might be confusing. 
I thought we're going to, we're controlled by God. What do you mean? Then we become the controllers, right? So maybe can we talk about that for two seconds? That's a really tricky one uh, in the sense that (laughs) the whole point is we don't want to, we think we're in control, but we're not actually in control and we'll never be in control. But But when you relinquish control, you become the controller. But what, what I think what that means is more so is that when we decide like Krishna is it for me, he's my best friend, he's my guide, he's my supreme, he's my everything. Then Krishna says, like, I am at your service. Like we have a equivalent relationship where I'm here for you, you're here for me. And like uh, your requests are my command and vice versa kind of thing. It's not necessarily that we are now the controllers of the earth, that we're the controllers of other people, that we're the controllers, but rather we're much more in control of the relationship we have with God. Right. That makes sense. That's an important point you're saying, Priya, because nobody that actually becomes a controller of God's love sees themselves in that way. They still right. see themselves as the servant of the servant of the servant. It's just you have an opening to be closer to God, to have more of a deeper relationship, right. if that makes sense. And this is Krishna, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Shama's face. Shama, Why are you just, laughing? Pretty I'm sorry, it's just it. really funny. I, I didn't mean to laugh at the mic, but Shama's eyes were just this big, wide. <laughs> Shama and I are just going back and forth. Like we're a, getting off topic no, a little no, bit. No, no, this is on topic. <laughs> this is totally, totally. But to the verse, to the verse. Yeah, like this is talking about... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, you know, it's okay, a let, branch that's to very recap, important. To recap the verse, it said, Oh, my dear Juna, there is another, there's another superior energy of mine, which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature. So technically it's not on topic. Technically, technically. <laughs> but it's like a very important side branch. And to wrap it up, to wrap it up, basically that, that it's saying Krishna is so controlled by love that he willingly allows himself to be controlled to his devotees that surrender to him. And like Priya says, it doesn't mean we become the controllers of the earth, but God is so loving, so controlled by love that he allows himself to be controlled by his devotees, pure love. That's it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I think just, we'll get just to wrap that, that up in, yeah. a sen- in a sentence. Sorry, I, I know. It's kind of like a mother and a child, right? Yes, if the yes. kid is like, if the kid is like, mommy, eat this cookie. You might not want to eat the cookie, but you will do it. And you let them control you in that situation out love. of love, yeah. right? It's not a matter of Good like analogy. actual control. I just wanted right. to bring it's it up. It's not like God is like, I'm going to control you with fear. No, and now no. we're going to control you, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. right. That's no, not the no. vibe we're going for. Yeah. It's more like, oh, here, eat a cookie. God doesn't want to, but he's like, okay, I'll eat a cookie because you offered it to me and you love me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's it. better. Great. One we more. love I'm cookies. I'm glad we went Moving on that on. tangent. Fantastic. <laughs> Chapter right. seven, text number six. <laughs> all created beings have their source in these two natures of all that is material and all that is spiritual in this world. Know for certain that I am both the origin and the dissolution. Cool. Mm. So it's basically saying we are all made up of matter and spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And that's that's it. You know, you know this is actually... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, is, this text is super important. And I actually heard one of our teachers in our line talk a little bit about this, about matter and spirit. Because we live in a dualistic world, which means... There is the physical, the tangible, and there's the metaphysical, the intangible. And many people only, they negate the metaphysical realm and only believe in the physical, only in science. But science and religion are complementary. They're just different tools to measure different aspects. So mm-hmm. like, that's, that's what it means, the dualistic world. Yeah, like so, the gross and the subtle. Exactly, like the gross and the subtle. So, okay, we've established it's a dualistic world. Next step, you inherently know that the metaphysical realm exists whenever you acknowledge things like love morality, goodness. For instance, you cannot say that somebody who does charity and somebody who goes around killing people are the same. Because if you don't acknowledge the metaphysical realm, 
they have to be the same because what's the difference with a killer and someone who does charity? They're metaphysical concepts of goodness, of morality, you know? So already when we know inherently something's right and something's wrong, that leads way to there is metaphysical. Uh, I you see know what, what you're I mean? saying. You're trying to say, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm just trying Interpret to rephrase it. it. Repeat, repeat, repeat. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. basically <laughs> saying that like, if you think about uh, a person who does evil and a person yeah. who does good in a scientific way, there's no difference between them because scientifically they're just biological creatures uh -huh. who are behaving. Exactly. But if you think about it further, you think about like, well, morality, what right. is morality? How does it sound? It's not scientific at all. You cannot exactly. necessarily measure morali morality. Right. Exactly. So that's why someone who only believes in science would say, no, no, there's no metaphysical realm. Everything can be measured. But OK, that's not true because we inherently know there's a difference with someone who kills people and someone who does charity. What is mm. that difference? It's in the realm of the metaphysical. So we have to accept there is a metaphysical realm out there. And that's what this verse is talking about. The difference with spirit and matter, because consciousness has to come from consciousness. We can't have something spiritual come from something material. So that's just kind of a little spiel that someone. Oh, I like that. We can have something spiritual come from something material. Yeah. That's real. So that's why it's a dualistic world. There's science and spirituality, the and physical, the metaphysical, the spirit and the matter. And, and then Krishna is saying that he cre he's created both. He's created both, both energy. Exactly. Great. And point. they both exist in us. They both exist in us and they both come from him. Right. Exactly. Um, both the, yes, both the spiritual and the matter come from him and we have both in our bodies and we're right. made up of. And I just wanted to break different. that down because the teacher who talks about this, he's kind of talking about this when addressing people who have doubts of like, is God real? Is goodness real? Morality doesn't exist. It's only science, hard facts. Well, that just doesn't make sense because quite simply, we cannot say a serial killer and someone who does charity are the same. Scientifically, like Priya put into her, into different words, okay, yeah, sure, they're the same, they're biological beings, but in a metaphysical realm, they're worlds apart. We inherently, intrinsically know and feel the difference, so we have to acknowledge there is a realm out there that's, that's a really spirit. cool point. I like that. So yeah, yeah. that was good. Uh, any other points on this verse before we wrap up the episode? Um, it was just talking about how the cosmic world manifestation, like whatever you want to perceive the universe, all of it is um, developed because of the presence of. Krishna, the super right. soul, the biggest, the super, super yeah, soul. The, I like that. The, the super, super soul. <laughs> super duper yeah. soul. It says super he's duper. The, the original cause of all causes. Right. So he, he is um, the giver of everything. He gives us matter, spirit. He created all of us. We are part of him. Right. Um, so he's, this is just one more fact that Krishna is sharing about himself so we can understand better. Also like where we come from and what we're made up of. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. The origin story. Right, yeah. right. Because it says in, in the purport, this material world is manifested only on the basis of spiritual nature or spiritual energy because our bodies develop because of spirit present within matter. So a child grows to boyhood and then to manhood and then to old age because of the spirit present. That that spiritual energy is what drives the material energy to move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It. Anything yeah. else, guys? Ladies? I think, I mean, this is just, we're about to get into a whole world of Krishna telling yeah. us all, everything that he is. Everything about him. Everything. I'm actually really excited. This it, is a really cool it's chapter. It's super fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to it for now. That was really cool, Shamali. I love that explanation. I think yeah. uh, it really put things into perspective and I'm excited to see how this Yeah, how this of, unfolds. Yeah. yeah. And we will start the next episode with chapter seven, text number seven. That's oh, right. Oh, beautiful. Seven, seven. Lucky all right. Seven. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thank you all so much. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, 
beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.